On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Saturday, October 30th. Ian Cameron, Andrew McGinnis will be along momentarily as well, and we'll take you through a big Saturday NHL slate, and it is a big one. A lot of games on tap. Excited to break them all down. We've got two games that are starting uh, this afternoon. Uh, Let's get into it. Uh, We start with the New York Islanders taking on the Nashville Predators. Uh, The New York Islanders minus 120 uh, road favorites here in Music City. Five and a half the total uh, shaded to the under here uh, in this game. Uh, This is the road trip that never ends for the uh, New York Islanders. Of course, they're on the road for a very long time to begin the year as they wait for that beautiful brand new barn called UBS Arena to get finished uh, and ready for their first home game. So it's a long road trip here for this uh, New York Islanders team. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some ups and downs. That's kind of the way it's been so far for them. Three and three start uh, in their first six games, all of them on the road. Uh, The good news for the Islanders is they finally have had some downtime. They have not played since last Sunday and a two nothing victory over Vegas. So they've had some time on this, you know, crazy long road trip to decompress, get some practice in. I think that's probably a benefit for them, you know, a little bit more cohesion with the team top to bottom. So it should help them. I actually like the fact that, you know, with all the road games they played early, that they get this little six day break uh, in between games. Uh, Nashville's at one back to back games against Minnesota and San Jose back-to-back situation beating the Wild, and they kind of walked into a great spot against San Jose with the Sharks at the end of a very long, successful road trip, and I think they kind of took advantage of that. So the money's moved to the Islanders. I agree with that. If I'm betting this game, I would look at the Islanders' side, minus 115 to minus 120. Like I say, I think Nashville, when they go up against superior teams, that's where they're going to have their uh, struggles. Uh, All the wins for Nashville, you know, the Minnesota one was the one quality win, but the other wins were L.A., Uh, and San Jose, which to me is not saying much. And let's not forget they had a loss to Seattle at home uh, on the resume as well. So I like that the Islanders get a chance to hit the reset button, recharge those batteries for the last six days in the midst of this just brutal, grueling road trip. And I think that leads to a better performance today. So I lean Islanders here, minus 115, minus 120. Uh, Andrew is with us now. Andrew, what do you think here, Islanders and Predators? Yeah, good to be with you, Ian. Um, I'm right there with you. Um, same thoughts, pretty much. And I, you know, what's kind of funny is that typically when you look at a team on a long road trip like you have uh, with the Islanders, you know, maybe a break this long might be a little bit too long. You know what I mean? Like you want a little bit of a break, but this is a big break, you know. But uh, 13 game road trip for them to start the season, I think they're the type of team that uses a break like this wisely. They have a great coaching staff that will get them in the right order. Um, so I'm right there with you. I think it's a good price. And we got the Predators off two straight wins. And they're, you know, two pretty decent wins for them. Obviously not against, you know, 
crazy opponents in both spots. But hey, you know, I think we can argue that that game against the Wild, it was a wild bet on spot, you know, and we saw Nashville win 5-2. So might have some something to do with us getting a pretty good, you know, pretty good odds here. But I think the Islanders get back to it. I'm sensing kind of a 3-2 type of game here, 2-1, lower scoring Islanders game. I'd actually lean towards the under as well, Ian. I think Nashville, look at their advanced metrics right now. They're kind of playing beyond their means. And uh, we should start seeing a little bit of regression here out of them. All right. We got Montreal, Los Angeles. Uh, we've got the Kings minus 115 home favorites, five and a half being the total in this one. Montreal uh, taking care of business against San Jose. We talked about how San Jose long time for many years. They've had trouble that first home game off a long, long East Coast trip. And they uh, walked right into that again, although they had a lot of chances. They actually had tons of shots in that game. Jake Allen was very strong in net for uh uh, Montreal, which was good to see because it was kind of a rough game for him in Seattle the previous game. Uh, he had a much better outing last time out against the uh, uh, against the uh, Sharks. Uh, and uh, we'll see if uh, uh, Montreal can keep it up now today after getting that win in San Jose uh, against Los Angeles, who are definitely struggling. They've lost six in a row, 3-2 loss to the Jets the other night. Uh, the road trip kind of ended on a bad note for them. They lost the last uh, five games of that road trip or actually the four games in that road trip, and then a home loss as well to uh, Minnesota. So definitely been a struggle for the uh, LA Kings uh, as of late, and uh, not a team I think that's playing with the confidence I need. Keep in mind, key injuries on the blue line, Doughty and Walker uh, for the Kings. So you're talking about a team that's shorthanded on the blue line. Rob Blake, I've seen a lot of you know the NHL insiders on Twitter talking about how he's looking for a defenseman actively in the trade market and looking to shore up this blue line, which is now severely shorthanded. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Montreal did finally, you know, find the back of the net. I think four goals is probably the most they've scored in the game in a very long time. In fact, they haven't scored four in a game all season until finally the other night against San Jose. So maybe they can take advantage of this Kings team. I'm not on the side. I lean over five and a half here just because a little bit of a, maybe the lights turned on a little bit for the Canadians offensively. You know, they finally got, you know, some production the other night against the Sharks, four goals, their high watermark for the year. They're facing an undermanned Kings defense. So maybe that's the tonic to keep the offense going. And I think the Kings can find the back of the net too. I mean, the, the, off, the chances have been there for the Kings. It's just the goals have not been going in consistently. So we'll lean over five and a half, just a little bit, a uh, small bet for me on that. Andrew, what do you think here? Kings and Habs. Yeah, pretty much the exact same thoughts as you, and I'm right there on the over with you. Um, and I, I can tell like, kind of the same thing as you. It's not my biggest play on the card by any means. One thing of note um, to watch over for, because this was a problem for the Canadians for years. Um, and then they got Jake Allen and Carey Price had a pretty good backup. But have you noticed, Ian, that it doesn't seem like um, – you know, Ducharme's too confident in Montembeau. I mean, it's it's literally just Jake Allen, right? It, it shouldn't be. Montembeau didn't have a good preseason. No, no, yeah. he's hesitant. He's hesitant to go to him. So um, that could be an issue, but I don't see any confirmation, but it's pretty much 100% we're going to get Jake Allen tonight, right? Uh, uh, they have not confirmed it for sure yet, but uh, uh, I would think it's going to be uh, Jake. It's expected to be him and Cal mm-hmm. Peterson, the two goalies here uh, in this yeah. game, yeah. Yeah, so I'm on the over with you. And, you know, partially I do lean to the Canadians because I I, I think that, um, you know, you saw what happened last game. And I think that a lot of us thought after that Detroit win, they would just kind of spark their offense a little bit when they head out on the road trip. But um, this might be the opportunity. You look what happened against Seattle, um, you know, just flat spot for them. Obviously, we joked around about them enjoying that uh, night out on Monday Night Football. Great bounce back against San Jose. But 
I was impressed with not even just, you know, seeing a couple guys score, but just seeing for the first time ever production out of every single line. Ian, you know, as a Canadians fan, obviously I watch a lot of hockey, but specifically, you know, I'm watching these games. And one thing I really noticed is that it wasn't just one line bringing it. Um, every line was kind of bringing it. Also, I, I got a tendency to, to believe here that both these teams can rough it up a little bit. And uh, you, you sort of start to see that. Um, as a, as a road trip progresses, you see more, um, penalties. And one thing as a Habs fan, I haven't really been too impressed with, uh, is uncostly or costly penalties at untimely times. I mean, this has been a team that, you know, Ben Sherratt, he's someone that takes a lot of bad penalties. Yola Armia took a really bad one. Jonathan Juin, as good as he's been, he took a few hooking penalties. Um, and, and, you know, as much as the LA Kings are younger now, they're not scared to be physical. And I feel like even a one or two power plays could make the difference for you and I cashing that over ticket. Um, haven't got there on the window with the Canadians yet, but at this price, I'm really kind of convincing myself here to grab them because I feel like the next time these two teams play, we won't see that exact same price here. And as much as we bet to win, we also bet with value. And I feel like the value is on the Canadians here. All right. Next up, we've got Winnipeg, San Jose. The rest of the games, by the way, are night games, just uh, to uh, clarify that. Even money here, both sides in this game, six the total. Uh, this was a pretty easy decision for me to back Winnipeg uh, in this game against San Jose. I mean, the Sharks, to me, are kind of coming back down to earth after that great start. They've been on the road a long time. They lost the last two on the trip to Boston, Nashville. They were flat in the first game. And I think they'll be better tonight, but Winnipeg, Winnipeg's going to remember the last time they played San Jose. They had a great start and they just collapsed in the third period. And San Jose came back and won four, three. I think there's an onus on the jets. Hey, redemption time here tonight in the shark tank against San Jose. And I've been impressed with the jets. Why have they won four straight with no Shifley, no Wheeler simple. Kyle Connor has been all world. Pierre-Luc Dubois has been all world. These guys have been terrific. We needed guys to pick up the slack in the forward group without Shifley and Wheeler. Those are the two that have done that. Uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. Andrew Kopp's been big uh, for them as well uh, during this stretch. We know what you're going to get from Nikolai Ehlers. Evgeny Svechnikov, Paul Maurice has had him on the top line, the second line, the third line. You know, he's bounced him up and down the uh, forward lines the last few games, but he's made an impact as well uh, for the Jets. Uh, and look, even the other night with uh, Eric Comrie in net, they find the way to get the win against the uh, Kings. Uh, it's probably going to be back to Connor Hellebuck, you would think, tonight uh, in the game here against the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, Aiden Hill kind of, you know, not quite as sharp as he was early in the year, which to me isn't totally unexpected. I just think Winnipeg with great confidence. They're frustrated. I know they were frustrated with losing the fashion they did against San Jose early in the season when they played here in the Shark Tank. And I think now these two teams are in different uh, spaces right now. Winnipeg's <laughs> playing good hockey at this point in time. San Jose's kind of come back down to earth a little bit after that uh, very unexpected start. So even money here, I'm going to back the uh, Jets to keep this great run going. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Winnipeg, San Jose. Well, Ian, so far we're, we're, we're kind of on the same page here. So it sounds like if I have a great day, you have a great day and vice versa. So yeah, far, so, much does. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get it done. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I think that, um, you know, some people they're in the boat, Ian, where they think that if a team is constantly coming back or, or winning games just by a little bit might be a bad thing. I feel like it, it's great, especially with this Jets team that like you just listed has players out, but has other guys stepping up. Um, I couldn't believe it. I'll, I'll just be honest. I, I had the, them in regulation in their last game. You know, I was lucky for them to even win the game. 
you know, what a third period. Uh, you know, we've got some great stats here going and we're always, uh, we've, we've got um, Chris keeping track of these third period totals for us. I wonder what the numbers are here, Ian, for the Winnipeg Jets winning third periods. I mean, have you noticed that as well? It seems like they're constantly, you know, stepping up when it matters the most in crunch time and not having, you know, uh, bad endings to their game. So I'm right there with you. And I, I feel like they're even going to want to correct that, play better defensively, have a good start to their game. I may even look at Winnipeg on the first period as well, um, just simply to catch this team off guard. And, you know, we, we constantly are talking about regression right now. And I feel like with a team like the Sharks, um, you talked about them kind of come back down to earth. <laughs> That's about exactly what they're supposed they're about to do right now. And I think that we're going to start seeing that with a few different teams. Um, and it's a pretty good spot to do it here for them. The funny thing is, usually you see that stuff happen on the road. But the funny thing is, it's going to happen here for the Sharks at home. Yeah, I mean, uh, and to be honest with you, they've not had a great home record the last couple of years. Well, the last couple of years, they haven't been as good, but their home record has been, it's nowhere near the heyday of San Jose with Thornton and Marlowe and Pavelski and those great playoff run teams uh, of the San Jose Sharks where they had a good home ice. It's not the case anymore. Yeah. Uh, and look, Winnipeg pissed it away the last time they played in San Jose. It was like the first couple of days of the year uh, and they had a lead and they just blew it in the third period. I think they they get them back here tonight in this game. By the way, I'm on... Uh, Connor and I'm on Dubois goals because Dubois I really like. I mean, he's, he's got great. six goals in six games, is plus two twenty for him to score a goal uh, in a lot of books. So that's a great price, and it's not one I'm passing up. P- PLD, that's what they're calling him uh, locally in Winnipeg. Pierre Luc Dubois plus two twenty here. I wonder what that'd be like, you know, to have a name like that. And eventually, I think you kind of just give up. Like yeah. I used to do play by play for colleges, and they would literally just be like, you know what? If somebody had a tough name on the microphone, they would say. Just call me this. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they don't want people to suffer through. And I'm sure not every arena knows knows how to say Pierre Luc, even though it's not really a hard name. Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's a uh, P- Pierre Luc Dubois. Exactly. It's uh, uh it's uh, yeah, it's easy, easy for me. There's a lot di- more difficult names to pronounce uh, than that. Uh, yeah. There's no question. There's no question. Uh, uh, and then there's uh, some people that uh, forget to call Mark Andre Mark, and maybe they called him just Pierre. Because there's a lot of people that say, Mark, how are you, Mark? Or how yeah. are you, Pierre? No, it's Pierre Luke. It's not, yes, exactly. it's not Pierre, it's Pierre Luke. It's not Mark, it's Mark Andre. Yeah. You know, you got to remember. Well, I know a girl named, named Anne Marie. I know, yeah. I know someone named Anne Marie, and, and, and it's not the person you're thinking of, uh, not the singer. But, and people are literally, you know, they get mad if you call them Anne. It's like, no, 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 that's not my name. You know, no. you have to say the full name. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, get it right. It's the full name. You have to remember that. It, it offends some people too if you do it. If you say it without the, uh, if you if you got a hyphenated first name and you don't complete the full name and say it out loud, they, they get offended by that. Yeah, I've seen that happen before. Uh, New Jersey and Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh minus one sixty home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, we'll see how it goes here with these two. I know the Devils. That was a bad game the last time out against Calgary. Five three was actually a flattering final score. They were down four uh, nothing in that game. In fact, both of these teams off losses to Calgary. Pittsburgh got shut out by them for nothing uh, the last game. I just don't have much on this game. This is the one that definitely I didn't have much of an opinion on. It looks like Jeff Carter, though, the good news is expected to be cleared from COVID-19 protocol 
and expected to return to the Penguin lineup tonight, although Crosby's still likely going to be out. He's questionable, but I think they're going to rest him. And Chris Letang, Brian Rust, Malkin uh, still out for Pittsburgh uh, in this game. I just don't want to lay a buck 60 with Pittsburgh. And they have kind of finally felt the effects of some of these guys for missing, sure. uh, losing the last two. But New Jersey's not playing good enough that I can trust them. So this is a stay away from me. Uh, what do you like, Andrew? Devils, Penguins. Are you sure, Ian, that uh, that Crosby's not in? Um, let me just uh, double check on that. It was... Yeah, I just I'm checking it over right now because I'm pretty sure he's in. I think I saw that Hold earlier. On. Yep, you might be right. I'm seeing. Yep, he is. There you go. He's in. So that Crosby and Carter, uh, yeah. both going to play here for the uh, Penguins tonight. So it's just Malkin, Latang, and Rust that are yeah. still out. Crosby's in. Carter's in. So there you go. So one thing about about Crosby, and uh, I, I'm a big obviously Pan, uh, Crosby fan, uh, being from here in the East Coast. I've always noticed with him whenever he's had injury problems. He doesn't come back unless he's ready. Yeah. Some guys will come back, you know, and it takes them a few games to get back into it. Even look at what happened with Austin Matthews, right? It took him a little, you know, a couple of games to get back into it. And he even said it himself. Sidney Crosby will not come back and play hockey with his team on an NHL game unless he's ready. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that you have to think that with what we've seen from all of these guys being out of the lineup, how impressed and how excited these guys will be to come back in the lineup. Even Jeff Carter, who was out for a couple of games here, you have to think seeing what they were able to do and Crosby being the leader he is, obviously there's lots of guys in the, the ice that took over that leadership role and stuff, but you have to think that they're thinking, wow, you know, we had so many injuries, COVID protocol, um, and you guys were still able to do that. Now we get to play at home. Crosby's back in front of his home crowd. And people kind of undermine his defensive value as well, Ian. And again, you, you know I'm a fan, but uh, I, I think that people really depreciate his 200-foot game value. You know, And that's the thing when you talk about who's the better player, this guy or that guy, or who's going to go down as an all-time great or whatever. Um, I think in a game that Sidney Crosby doesn't get a goal or a point, he still makes an impact uh, on the defensive end of the ice too. In this game, actually, I've split up. I made a half wager on the money line and half wager on the puck line earlier today uh, when I was first getting up, and, and I and the number just shot up completely. I mean, it, Pittsburgh money's coming in. People yeah. are loving Pittsburgh. Uh, it's very typical, you know, players coming back into the lineup. But I don't know. I, I think that uh, the funny thing is, I looked at unders for quite a bit for uh, the Devils, and I had a couple hits and a couple losses there, but. That last game against Calgary was was ridiculous. You know, we we talked about it. Uh, I think a couple of us here on the show were leaning towards New Jersey, but I think it just goes to show that New Jersey's defense is weak right now, and their goal production isn't there at all. Jack Hughes make, missing Miles Wood, missing Mackenzie Blackwood. That that kind of stuff just piles up a little bit, and the expected goal numbers are not very good for the New Jersey Devils. So, um, you know, the, the price, it's not great. And I understand why you said you didn't have a strong opinion on it, but I really do like the Penguins here. I'm on the minus one. So if they win by one goal, it's a wash for me. All right. So there you go. Pittsburgh, maybe in regulation is an option too. Uh, you'll get a yeah. decent uh, price on that. Sometimes uh, I like the minus one. I mix it up, Ian, because yeah. obviously if they win in overtime, you still push your bet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, if they, if it goes to overtime, you get nothing if you if you bet it in uh, in regulation. And uh, this is one of those games I'd take a chance in regulation because is New Jersey going to uh, push it to overtime if they lose? I'm not totally sold on that. 
but yeah, that's definitely a little bit safer if you go minus one, if you're concerned about the potential for the game going beyond uh, at regulation. By the way, the regulation uh, in this game, even money, minus 105. That's mm-hmm. actually a very good price with the regulation on pits. So uh, I, I would lean to that. Uh, but I'm just with everybody coming back, I know they're excited. They're definitely, I think, capable of beating New Jersey tonight. But want to see yeah, how it's all the pieces fit together. Um, what, what's your total thoughts on this game? Wow, that's um. I'd prefer. You know what I might do is I might. You know what I might do actually is Pittsburgh team total over three and a half. Mm. That really uh, because I don't know what New Jersey's going to score. New Jersey's offense looks broken and shambles with no Jack Hughes. Uh, Nico Hishier is supposed to be a guy that's going to step up in these spots, and he hasn't done that. Um, no. It's been disappointing that and Sharon Govich, highly touted prospect with a ton of skill and ability, and we haven't seen it out of him yet for this uh, Devils team. Um, Zach has been pretty quiet. Thomas Tatar, well, what else is new? He did nothing down the stretch for Montreal uh, last year. So these guys, <laughs> they count on with no Hughes, and they're not stepping up right now. So, yeah. uh, so right now I would lean Pittsburgh in regulation. I don't know if I'll bet it. I'd probably stay out. But if I were, it would be that in regulation, the Penguins or Pittsburgh team total over three and a half at even money. I'll say this. It impacts my wager, the fact that the Pittsburgh – got dominated in their last two games. I don't know if that ever plays a factor to you in, in stuff oh, yeah. situations like this, yeah. but with, with guys coming back, I get what you mean. I could be kind of hesitant to back a team, but they scored one goal in their last two games, gave it up, gave up five against Tampa, four against um, Calgary. I mean, it, it wasn't impressive. So if there was ever a time to get your captain back, maybe this is the time and you, you know, they were going to wait until a home game to do so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. For me, Pittsburgh's the more advent, uh, the preferred side for sure. Just how do you want to bet it? Do you want to go minus one? Do you want to go regulation line? Do you want to go team total? I think team total, the more I s- start thinking about it, it makes the most sense to me. A three and a half at plus 100 sounds like a, a pretty solid price there. Uh, actually, more than that, we're talking plus 125, actually, uh, with the uh, team total for Pittsburgh over three and a half. So you get a good plus price with it if you go that route. Uh, Detroit, Toronto, Toronto minus 300 home favorites, six the total shaded to the under. Uh, we go from the highs and lows of the Leafs where it's just despair before the Chicago game, and then they beat Chicago. And now all of a sudden, Morgan Riley uh, is re-signed for the long term. So everybody's uh, happy again in Leafland. They win. They get their uh, one of their best defensemen re-signed contract extension for the long term it's actually a better deal than some of the deals dubas has made with uh the likes of marner and uh nylander among others it's at least a little bit more i think morgan riley said you know what we'll back off at least a little bit on the demands just to stay in toronto where we're and he is comfortable he said that in the interview he's comfortable being in toronto so that's good news detroit's on the back-to-back valiant effort from the red wings last night they were down two nothing to florida they tied it up they forced overtime but alexander barkov he is a guy that has been absolutely outstanding for this um, Florida team, and he did it again last night with the overtime winner, 3-2. Back-to-back now for the Detroit. Uh, Detroit, though, at this price range, I'm not interested going against them. Uh, the question is going to be, will uh, Toronto uh, carry over the momentum they got from that comeback win against Chicago? They're definitely the rested team as well. It's just uh, the price range is astronomical. I'm passing on this one overall. Uh, side and total, probably uh, both ways. I'm, I'm going to stay out of it. Oh, anything here for you, Andrew? Detroit, Toronto. Well, Ian, yeah, the, the price is out of this world. It's it's ridiculous. Quite quite honest, you know, it's it's one of those spots where I kind of what I want to do is is wait and see what happens in the first 10, 15 minutes of this game, 
if we don't get a goal, I'm going to jump in on that live over. I feel like we could see a slow start to this one and it could pick up. And even though it's a back to back, I feel like that's kind of when you get the effort is out the gate with the, with the, uh, the tired team. And then as the game progresses, you start to see it. A lot of young guys in that team though. It's early in the season. As I've mentioned, back to backs aren't a huge deal, Um, but you got Toronto and Elliot Friedman made a pretty good point. He said that if they lost that game against Chicago, they have no idea what was waiting for them at uh, you know Rogers Arena. Is that that's what it's called now, right? Yeah. He's like he's like right. they have no idea what's waiting for them. I mean, somebody they had a two and three record, Ian, and somebody threw a jersey on the ice. Yeah. In Toronto, yeah, you know. So yeah. you know, I think it's huge for them to get that win. They're going to be looking forward to to coming out there. Um, part part of me likes the over in this game because one thing I'll say about this Florida team, people are are really undervaluing their defensive ability. Two great goaltenders. They play tight checking. Toronto's not that. Toronto isn't that, you know? So they're, they're, they play a lot more open style. And I feel like because Florida is so talented offensively, nobody really gives them credit on the back end or, or the goaltending position. Would you agree with that at all? They're improved defensively, no doubt. And Bobrovsky and Bobrovsky's been outstanding. Bobrovsky is like the top goalie and goal saved above average. So it's it's not just that the the goals against and the save percentage are good. The advanced number, which is a true a greater indicator of mm-hmm. just how good a goalie's been, is right there for Bobrovsky. And of course, they played well in front of him. The defense has improved. Evan Ekblad back has been a difference maker for them. So yeah, I agree. Uh, Florida's defense has improved. Toronto can play solid defensively at times. Well, I like what he's doing, though, splitting up some of these pairings, like the Hall and Muzzin pair, which was so good last year, has been a train wreck the last few games for the Leafs, and he's splitting them up. I think that actually could help the Leafs defensively tonight. So uh, second to back, and who's in net, too, by the way, is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be Grice for uh, Detroit because it was Nadelkovic last night. Uh, for Toronto, it's Morozik. And he's fired up to play his former team. Yes. And it wouldn't it could not have been scripted any better. Well. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm neutral on the total. I think it could be an over. It could be an under. Neither would shock, shock me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to find, like, believe me, I, I want to find a way to bet on the Maple Leafs. That's just a fact. And the funny thing is I've been hesitant to bet on team totals. And I'm kind of surprised, Ian, that you aren't looking at the team total here. Because you were looking at them for a little while. Are, are you just kind of staying off because we haven't seen it come from them? Or... Because if anything, I feel like this might be the spot. They're coming in with some energy. They're feeling good about themselves after a win, and they're back home. Maybe this is the final. Maybe this is finally the spot. I just wish it was better than minus 135. I don't like that. For the over three and and a half. half. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. Florida and Boston. We've got Boston minus 130 home favorites, six the total. I ain't going against the undefeated Panthers. Florida pass. I know it's revenge, short turnaround revenge for Boston. They lost in Florida just a few days ago. Now they're playing in Boston. And, you know, the Bruins do seem to play a little bit better at home. And it is a back-to-back year for the Panthers uh, catching the uh, – or the Bruins catching the Panthers after being in Detroit uh, last night. Um, But, boy, this Florida team has just been magnificent. Uh, No problem. They still found a way to win in spite of the fact that – you know, they had the coaching change. Obviously, Andrew Brunette taking over as the interim coach after Joel Quenville uh, was uh, dismissed as the uh, head coach or resigned, whatever. Uh, he's not the head coach there anymore. Now, Florida uh, still found a way to win. Very workmanlike, businesslike attitude, which is what I really like to see out of this Florida team. That's the way they've played uh, all season long. Look, we got to say it about the Bruins here. The three wins are Dallas, Buffalo, and San Jose in a brutal spot on a uh, at the end yeah, of the road trip. I'm with you. I mean, Boston hasn't beaten anybody good. Simple as that. 
They have not beaten a quality opponent yet this year, and I'm not convinced tonight's that night. I mean, back-to-back might might keep me off it uh, because of that, but uh, it's Florida or nothing for me. I, I, I don't want the Bruins here. I don't want to step in front of this train that is the Florida Panthers right now, and I will say this about this Panthers team. Uh, dating back to last year, 4-0 run on the second night of back-to-back games for the Panthers. So this is Florida for me, if I'm betting it. Andrew Panthers Bruins. Yeah, I saw a tweet here. Knights, uh, Knight is 6-0 and to start his career. Panthers are 8-0 and uh, starting this season off, obviously. And I talked about that goalie tandem they have. You know, how great is it in the NHL? I mentioned before. I remember when I was growing up, it was like if the back, if the goalie was, the backup goalie was in, it shifted the odds completely. It was like, okay, the backups in that the other team should win the game. You know, it, it was the backup was a huge difference. And for this team to have, you know, one, two punch like they do, uh, it's quite impressive. But, you know, the funny thing is, Ian, the bets that I've, I haven't faded the Bruins like I would like to have. I've actually just took overs with them because I thought, you know, they were a defensive team. And then I, I talked with Jimmy and I thought about it myself. I'm like, you know what? Their defensive core isn't that great. And then what's happened was it wasn't there. They they weren't scoring themselves, you know, excuse me. It was, it was the other team uh, doing the bulk of it. So they weren't really helpening and contributing with the over. Um, I'll, I'll say this. My lean here is actually on the Bruins at home. Back when you and I were talking about this game on the show a couple of days ago, when these two teams first met, I said that I, I, I look at Florida here. And then I said, I'm probably going to be looking at them at the Bruins back at the garden. And I just think it sets up for a pretty good spot here. Last night, tough game. You know, don't 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 let them know that they almost lost to the Detroit Red Wings. You know, and I think that you have a Bruins team hungry, waiting for them. And I think they get the job done here. One thing I don't like was the price. I mean, you got an eight and no team against the Bruins here, and we're getting you know pretty much a pick'em. I thought I thought that was kind of weird to see, but. Um, I, I like the Bruins. I think they, they're the team that snaps the streak here for the Florida Panthers. We'll see how long this can go here. But if, if there's a spot that I feel, feel like it might get snapped, I think it might be tonight. All right, Lean and Bruins to hand, potentially hand uh, the Florida Panthers uh, their first loss uh, of the season. We'll see if they can do that here uh, in Boston uh, against this Panthers team. That again, they're complete. I mean, their pe- power plays good, penalty kills good. Offense, defense, the goaltending's been there. This has been a one hell of a start to the year for the uh, Florida uh, Panthers. No question about that. Uh, DraftKings, time to mention them, of course. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NHL. New customers, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game on Sunday. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets Winner, winner, chicken dinner, that's simple. If if, uh, DraftKings isn't available in your state or you're in Canada, don't worry. You can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older, residing in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. 
See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, we continue along now uh, on this Saturday slate. Chicago and St. Louis. Uh, the Blues minus 190 home favorites. Six the total in this game. Uh, the Blues had their 5-0 and start to the year snapped by Colorado. Uh, the other night, a nice uh, victory for the Avalanche, 4-3. Uh, now St. Louis will try to right the ship. There's a couple of these games tonight where it's bubble burst theory. You know, a team playing their first game after losing uh, their first game uh, of the season. And I worry about the teams in these kind of situations that if you lose that first game, it's not always easy to, you know, just immediately get right back on track. Um, Chicago on the other side, it's a back-to-back situation for them. They're clearly struggling. The defensive play has not been good enough. You look at they've given up at least four goals in all but one game, and that was against Toronto. Uh, the defense has been bad. They're still searching for their first win. They're now playing on the second night of back-to-back games, and they haven't been great on the second night of back-to-back games, and they haven't been good head-to-head lately against St. Louis either. St. Louis has won four straight head-to-head against Chicago, but this is just one of those sneaky, weird, gut-feel type of situations for me, especially with Flurry back in net. And look, They've had just as much trouble winning with Flurry in net as Lankin, and who's Definitely. kidding who? Um, but I get the sense now that they're finally going back to Mark Andre Flurry that Chicago might be balls to the wall with their effort tonight because if this isn't a, a night for them to step up after getting pretty much roasted by Carolina last night, when's it going to happen for them? So I'm actually taking a small, I can't say <laughs> with utmost confidence, but I'm taking a small flyer on Chicago here, plus 170. Uh, to maybe get that first win because uh, St. Louis after the first loss of the year, I don't know. Uh, and this team's still giving up shots, still giving up chances. And, you know, I think their defensive game, the blues has slipped a little bit. The difference is they can score. There's no question. Their offense has been fine. Uh, even without a couple of key uh, players in the lineup, you know, the last few games like Saad, like O'Reilly, who are still going to be out tonight. Uh, Perron's been good. Tarasenko has been outstanding lately. Jordan Cairo has been a good offensive force for them. Uh, they found offense from other teams or from other sources, I should say, without Saad and O'Reilly. I like the over, too, in this game. It's hard not to uh, with the way Chicago's struggling to keep the puck out of their own net. We've cashed a bunch of St. Louis overs uh, recently. Uh, I was disappointed I stayed off Colorado with that 4-3, and it went over the total even without uh, Saad and O'Reilly in the lineup for the blues. So I like the over and I'm going to have a small little taste of Chicago here at plus plus one seventy. just because I think it's with flurry me. back, I think with flurry, I'm going to be bold here that maybe they can get this first win with flurry back. I think it's dig in time, all out effort. See if you can steal a win here on the road in St. Louis. And it's uh, the blues are still one of those teams. I don't like laying these kind of prices. I still don't trust them mm. when they're almost a minus 200 favorite like this. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts here, Hawks. And, well, the blues. and nobody said that they can't give up goals. They just score a lot of goals themselves. That's kind of the way I see it with the St. Louis blues right now. And also Ian, you and I can take a few flyers and a few shots today because you and I each cashed a winner last night with your Hamilton tire cats. Uh, so we got some bankroll to uh, take some shots here <laughs> with the Good underdogs. I'm very happy with that. Big win. Yeah, I was super excited. I was completely shocked by the five and a half. Uh, for everybody out there watching, I, I messaged Ian after I already made the play, and I was just messaging him pretty much saying how shocked I was. Ian's response was just, yep, huge game. I'm on them too. So, uh, yeah, CFL, good night for us last night. But uh, I'm on the team total, Ian. For the Blackhawks here, over two and a half. I got it at minus 113 or 14. 
um, for the Blackhawks here. And it's the same, a lot of the same stuff you said. Um, I feel like we'll get a full effort out of them. I don't think with this team right now, there is any type of back-to-back issue. It's going to be balls to the wall. Last night was a tough game for them. You know, last night was one of those game, those nights for me, and I wasn't on the show, but it was one of those nights. You know, I've told you I've kind of struggled this year so far deciding with my, with my volume, you know, how many games to play this night, how many to play. And, of course, last night I stay off a lot of games, didn't play too much, which is why it was kind of worked out. I wasn't on the show yesterday. didn't really have much to offer. Um but I lean towards that over in Chicago, Carolina, you know, that Carolina's another over team. You know what I mean? But what did we see yesterday happen? If you made a square parlay yesterday, you made some good money. I mean, what was it? Four favorites hit, <laughs> you know, the, the Arizona Coyotes lost. You no, know, we, we saw all that stuff. So last night was frustrating for me. But uh, one thing I've learned with the Chicago team is that even in some games where, where they're playing pretty bad, they actually don't give up. They play a full 60. And so I feel like, you know, they could have two goals going into the third period and be down, you know, 4-2. And I could still have hope to cash that team total. Obviously, for Ian's sake, I hope they're up 4-2. But uh, that's where I'm going here. It's a little bit of a safer route. But uh, I think they get at least three goals tonight on St. Louis. All right. We got Minnesota, Colorado uh, next up. Uh, Colorado minus 160, home favorites, five and a half the total here uh, in this game. It'll be interesting to see how it goes uh, between these uh, two teams. Um, I am a little bit concerned that Minnesota struggled in Colorado, three and seven, the last 10 meetings uh, in Colorado. I think Colorado's won uh, three of the last four head to head hosting Minnesota. And, you know, they beat St. Louis to uh, uh, 4-3 the other night, bouncing back from that 3-1 home loss to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. But I'm going to say this right now about Colorado. Home favorites against Vegas, they lost. Home favorites against St. Louis, first week of the year, they lost. Their only home win was Chicago. And Chicago's a winless hockey mm. team. I think Minnesota's the side. I'm going to look at Minnesota here, potentially, at plus 140. Off a loss to Seattle, 4-1 uh, the other night. Good bounce-back spot for them. And I think... In a late October game this early in the season, who wants to prove more against the other team in a game like this? I think that's Minnesota, you know, because they're the team that, you know, wants to get to where Colorado has been the last few. And Colorado's still up and down. One game they look good like they did against St. Louis, and the next game they haven't been. So I lean to Minnesota. A lot of overtrends going into this game tonight between the Wild and the uh, Avalanche as well. 5-1-1 one, and one to the over the last seven meetings in Colorado. 5-0 and oh to the over the last five head-to-head games overall with these two teams. There are some five-and-a-halves out there. DraftKings, I should, of course, we want to, always want to mention them. DraftKings has five-and-a-half for the total here in this Minnesota-Colorado uh, game. Uh, at five-and-a-half, at six, I lean over. But at five-and-a-half, and I'm seeing five-and-a-halves, out there at multiple books, I'm on the over for an official play here in this game. So I like the dog and I like the over here. I mean, I just like this price with Minnesota coming off the defeat to the Kraken and a game where I think Minnesota, hey, we want to test ourselves against the Avs. And to be honest, I'm still not sold on the Av defense. Without Devon Taves, their best stay-at-home defenseman, Kemper's been hit or miss. The goaltending's been up and down from him. Uh, so I think I like the Wild potentially to pull off the road win here as dogs, and I like the over five and a half as well. Andrew, Wild, and Avs. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, first period, the Alex B special here. First period over one and a half. Uh, minus 120 is what I locked in. I do like that five and a half if you can find it, but it's it's tough to get it. Um, hopefully you guys have a DraftKings account. You can get that number there with them. And I feel like, Ian, this is the kind of game where in every other sport we handicap, 
you kind of say, you know, um, you know, don't buy points, right? NFL, you people always recommend don't buy points. But in the NHL with total betting, getting the five and a half is key here. And if you can find that shop around, I feel like it's worth getting a little more of a juice on that. And Minnesota, obviously not coming off their best performance here. And let's be honest, Colorado, Ian, you kind of said it, you know, you said one good game, one bad game. But I think it's also just been they haven't had their consistent lineup throughout their entire you know year so far. Um, obviously still missing some key guys, but I don't know. I thought that game was huge for them against the Blues. I felt like it was a good bet on spot for the Avalanche, but I'm still not high on them defensively, man, at all. You know, I still feel like they're going to give up some goals. And so I think the Wild are going to be hungry. And I feel like it starts from the get-go. So I'm on the first period over one and a half. All right, first period over one and a half, Minnesota, Colorado for Andrew. All right, Philadelphia and Calgary. Calgary minus 150, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Calgary's been on an incredible run. What a road trip. They just uh, whipped through it uh, and ran the table on that road trip. Incredibly impressive. Uh, Detroit, Washington, Rangers, Devils, Penguins, that five-game road trip, and they won all five games. But, man, does that ever set up for a potential? Just, you know what this is like. And we've seen, I've been betting NHL for 10 years, and you know that first home game off not only a long road trip, and it was a long one, through the Eastern time zone, and now you're back West, and a successful one, it's usually a clunker and a stink fest for that home team off a long and successful road trip. There's no way I would lay a buck 50 with Calgary in this spot. Right away, it's Philadelphia. And look, Philly's won four of the last five. They've taken the first two games in this Western Canadian swing, beating the Oilers, handing the Oilers their first loss in that Wednesday night game on TNT. And then second night of back-to-backs and with Martin Jones in net. And they still find a way to emerge victorious two to one uh, in that game. So give the Flyers credit. Uh, what I like from uh, Philadelphia is Closure Ruse played really well uh, lately for them, which is good. When he's going, the team is going uh, for this Flyers team. Uh, we're seeing that in recent games. Travis Konechny has been solid. James Van Riemsdyk gets on the board. Couturier has stepped up. The guys that you want to see play well. Atkinson's been a nice uh, find getting him from Columbus last year. Joel Farabee has given them some offense. So they've all of a sudden got some offense from a variety, a wide variety of different sources, and that's what's given them the chance to win these games. And uh, with just how brutal a situation this is for Calgary, for as good as they're playing, I've seen the home game following a long, successful road trip, even if they were streaking and even if they were winning on that road trip every single game. I've seen these first home games really put the brakes on a team playing some good hockey. It's just so difficult, right? You're happy. People are singing your praises. You got family shit to tend to back home now that you're uh, back home off the road. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to look at the Flyers in some fashion this, for some kind of bet, maybe small, maybe medium, but I will be on Philly here, plus 130 in this spot at this price. Andrew, uh, Flames hosting the Flyers. <laughs> well, it's hard to argue that based on what we've seen so far this season. If you've bet teams off a road trip larger than two or three games, uh, their first game home, you've made some good money doing that and, it, and so far it hasn't really mattered who that team has been the question is right now at this point in the nhl season how much do we try and consider regression and how much do we follow trends because you know because i i haven't really done that as much i have a little bit but for example the anaheim ducks you know at the gate out the gate of the season i was like this is an under team it, dead not under uh the younger guys in that team have turned them into an over team they made every game competitive philadelphia the funny thing about them is that 
we've got everybody talking about, you know, Claude and, and Cam Atkinson and, and uh, Couturier, Konechny. These guys have lived up to expectations and, and done what they've had to do for Philly, man. Like, it's been one of those things where I've said that, you know, they can't be a good team because they only have a few guys that can score. Well, here's the thing, Ian. Those are the guys that are doing the scoring. So it doesn't matter who else is out there for, as for right now. Um, and for the Flames, look, I'm going to go ahead here and I'm going to take the over six because I think you have to consider, you have to constantly be adjusting your handicapping. I had the Flames as an under team to start the year. I feel like they'll end up getting there as an under team. It looks like Markstrom might be the guy. He's played outstanding hockey. Um, Carter Hart, he's obviously, you know, 2.73 goals against average. He's, you know, kept his team in it, but they're giving him lots of run support, goal support. Um, but I just think that this game should see some goals here. And when you look at a first game after a road trip, you want to look to either fade the team or, or look towards the over, I think. Don't look towards an under, I don't think, when a team's first game back. Because I feel like sloppiness, fatigue leads to goals. Yeah. doesn't lead to lack of Well, Minnesota-Vancouver, we thought that earlier this week, and that didn't happen. But it barely stayed under, but it did stay you're, under. You're, you're right about that. You're right. And I, and I, and I was on that over, and so were you. But um, I, th- I think things are different because Minnesota was still a little bit up and down with their scoring, but Philadelphia is coming in with confidence on this game, and Calgary too. You know, it's not like we've seen Vancouver light it up every game, and Calgary's got a lot of confidence right now. So I don't know. Can you? I can't picture a quote-for-quote quote stinker from Calgary. I can see them losing the game, you know, 5-3 or something like that, but I'd be shocked to see a 3-1 game here for Philadelphia. I'd be shocked. The thing that concerns me too is they didn't get any downtime. Like it's not like you have two, three, four days off after that final game on the road against Pittsburgh. You're back at it 48 hours later. But to me, That's that helps the overcase, doesn't it? Yeah, it could. Yeah, because there's just not that that amount of down. It could. Uh, definitely. And look, Calgary's been scoring. You know, three, four, five, five, four goals their last five games. And Philly, you know, the first uh, you know, the five spot they put up against Edmonton. Uh, it was a low-scoring game against Vancouver. But, you know, before that, they had put up six against Boston, Seattle, four against Vancouver the first game. They scored two against Florida. But as we mentioned, Florida's a good, much improved a defensive team this year. So I don't hate the over. I just like the side more. Uh, Philly at the uh, plus 130 here uh, in this one against uh, Calgary. And uh, if Calgary wins this game, that's going to be extremely impressive because it's not just the first home game off a five-game Eastern swing. So you're crossing two time zones if you're Calgary there and back. But then again, only the one full day to rehabilitate, recuperate following that road trip. That's not a lot. So you know, that's why I think this camp, this may not be Calgary's A game tonight. Uh, and uh, we'll see if that is indeed the uh, case with this uh, Flyers and Flames matchup tonight uh, in the late night hours. All right, Edmonton and Vancouver, uh, the final game on this Saturday slate. Uh, should be a good one here. Oilers, minus 145, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the first loss of the season came uh, for the Oilers against that Philadelphia team. Uh, that we just talked about a five to one loss in that game. Uh, Mike Smith um, has been injured. Of course, he's been battling the leg injury the last little bit, which is why Miko Koskinen has had all the starts for the uh, Oilers, but I'm expecting uh, Mike Smith to be available. Doesn't mean he's going to start, but it looks like he's going to be available here for the uh, Oilers tonight uh, in that Thatcher Demko expected to start as you would expect for Vancouver uh, in this game. Uh, and look, uh, Mike Smith, 3.08 goals against, 920 save percentage uh, early in the year. 
we'll see if uh, indeed Mike Smith returns. It's an interesting one because the team that loses that first game of the year, I'm not usually rushing to bet on them in the next mm-hmm. game. And that's the way I feel just like I felt about St. Louis. I feel that same way here too about uh, Edmonton here uh, in this game. Vancouver's though not playing the, their best. They have had a rough start to this homestand. The Minnesota loss, the Philly loss, two frustrating losses, both of them by just a goal. They were really right in uh, both games, um, but um, did, weren't able to score enough here. Their offense kind of uh, dried up a little bit. The Canucks, the first two games of this uh, homestand for them, see if they can get back on track against uh, Edmonton tonight. I definitely lean at home dog here with the Canucks, but um, I don't like the way they've started out this homestand. And look, if they're not going to score, it's not always the recipe to beat Edmonton because it's hard to keep Edmonton down to you know three go- three goals or less. And, you know, if even Edmonton scores three, that might be enough to win with Vancouver, you know, having a tough time the first two home games here, putting the puck in the net all of a sudden. So all of a sudden, Elias Pettersson's been pretty quiet, Horvat, you know, Garland, you know, a lot of guys that were big for them on the road trip and winning the games they did on the road have not really uh, been finding the back of the net here, the first two home games of this homestand for the Canucks. So I lean Vancouver, but it's not going to be anything more than a small bet, if anything, for me. Andrew, what do you think, Edmonton, Vancouver? I'm passing this game, Ian. Nothing for me. Uh, kind of a wait-and-see learning game here with both these two teams. Nothing wrong with that, especially on a big card. Just uh, pass and see if you can uh, learn something for uh, future games uh, involving uh, Edmonton and Vancouver. Great stuff with Andrew McGinnis. That is the Saturday card. Uh, we thank everybody for joining us live uh, and appreciate you guys tuning in on a, this, on a Saturday. And reminder, we'll be with you tomorrow as well, uh, noon Eastern. Uh, for another edition of the Ice Guys, breaking down the Sunday card, which has uh, five games uh, on the schedule tomorrow. Uh, We'll break those down for you at noon Eastern right here uh, on uh, the Ice Guys show. So join us tomorrow for that. Uh, We'll wrap up the show now with uh, best bets. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. What do you like for your Saturday NHL best bet? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna make it a, the 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 half uh, bet here on the money line, half on the puck line here. Pittsburgh Penguins minus one is my best bet against the New Jersey Devils at home. All right, there you go. Pittsburgh minus one uh, to get the job done uh, against the New Jersey Devils. Jeff Carter back, Sidney Crosby back, and uh, off two straight losses to good teams, though. Tampa, Calgary's the way they've been playing, so it's not like uh, Pittsburgh lost to uh, the Sisters of the Poor the last two games. Uh, They've been able to – they were losing to some pretty good teams that were playing well at the time. Uh, so Pittsburgh minus one against New Jersey, uh, best bet for uh, Andrew McGinnis. And my best bet's going to be the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, even money, minus 105, uh, best price out there. Winnipeg minus 105 against San Jose. Payback time. They just coughed up that game in San Jose the first week of the year. They're now playing much better, the Jets. Even without Shifley and Wheeler, they found ways to win. And on the flip side, San Jose, three straight losses. We knew San Jose wasn't going to be this 4-0, 4-1 team forever. Uh, and they've started to fall back down a little bit. So Winnipeg minus 105 against San Jose uh, for my best bet for this Saturday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast on all those platforms. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. Cash some tickets on the ice, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.